Hey, welcome back, everybody, to our Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Uh, it's Pastor Josiah here. So happy to have you joining us. If you're new to the podcast, you might want to check out our other episodes. Um, it'll help orient you to what we're trying to do. Uh, but the basics are we take uh, the version verse of the day, and as often as we can, we like to spend about 15 to 20 minutes uh, looking at its context, what the original author was trying to say to the original audience, and we try to find out um, where we can see Jesus in the verse that we're reading. Uh, the main reason why we're doing this, what are we trying to accomplish on Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast? Uh, my heart is that um, all of us should be reading and enjoying and learning from our Bible because it's one of God's most valuable gifts to us, prayer and Bible reading. It's our vital link to God. And people who are trying to follow Jesus but doing it without prayer and Bible reading or only prayer and Bible reading every great now and again, then we're doing it uh, with a limp. We're walking towards God with a limp, and there's no reason for that because uh, prayer and Bible reading are free resources that God has provided to help uh, raise us up and strengthen us and connect us to him and help us understand him. So it's very important. Uh, Thank you again for all of you who are not only listening but commenting. Um, I really appreciate all the encouragement. I got my first uh, verse request um, from Justin, uh, a listener from Crosspoint Church, and so I'm happy about that, and we're working on putting one together on the verse he'd like to hear something about, okay? And so if you think, hey, that's cool, Justin got to request a verse, how about me? Then that's right, you can request one. All you have to do, email me, J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com, and uh, we'll do our best to work your verse in and do an episode on it, okay? But in the meantime, um, what we'll do is take the verse of the day from version, a free app you can get on your phone, which gives you, among other things, Um, a verse of the day. And uh, today's verse of the day comes from Philippians, which is one of Paul's letters in the New Testament. And uh, it was a letter from him to a church that he planted in Philippi. (laughs) And uh, it's instructions to that community of Christ on how to live for God. And so it's going to be easy for us to get um, some instruction from it. Um, I love our verse for today because it shows how important context can be. Um, we had that yesterday, or our last episode, when we looked at a verse from James, and uh, it was a verse that was so dependent on its context, and so that helped us see how valuable it is. Uh, if anything, this verse is even more dependent on its context, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Uh, but let's just get into it, okay? So in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, our verse of the day is this, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, well-known verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, why do I keep saying that the context is so important? Well, because this verse literally starts with the word and. Did you notice that? And. So it's connecting itself so clearly and vitally to what came before that it's a real warning to us as we're reading things like the verse of the day or a devotional of some kind. It's a real warning to us that when we see a word, when our verse starts out with therefore or and or because of these things, that's a real warning to us or a hint more than anything. Maybe warning's a little too strong, but it's a hint, a very strong hint that we need to look before and after our verse to make sure that we have the right context so that we don't go misapplying our verse. And you could see where that would happen with this verse. We're talking about the peace of God here. 
And uh, if there's anything that's a huge problem in our culture right now, and I can say in my own life, it is a lack of peace. It is suffering and dealing with anxieties of all kinds. It's battling with worry, you see? And so if I'm reading a verse from God's word and it's promising, telling me something about the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding that will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus, I want some of that. You know, I need that peace in my life, but it can be frustrating if I'm just reading the verse, then I could say, okay, where's the peace? How do I get into this? Or is this a promise from God? Or is there something I need to do? Or what's going on here? And so those are all good, healthy thoughts. Those aren't doubts. Those are good, healthy thoughts. That's your brain wanting to wrestle with and meditate over this scripture. And the best thing you can do is don't stay with just the one verse. Um, you need to do what we always do on our scripture podcast, which is begin to look at the context. So let's do that. So in Philippians, Paul's talking to uh, the Philippian church here about a number of things, but here he's ended a paragraph by saying, by talking about the peace of God guarding their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So let's figure out what that and is all about. And to do that, we'll have to go all the way up uh, to verse four, okay? So in verse four, it's about three verses before our verse, it starts this way. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. All right, and those verses have led us right up to the door of our verse. So they didn't, on their surface, seem to have anything to do with peace. Okay, we didn't see the word. Um, the concept wasn't brought up, the concept of peace. But instead, he talks about two things. One, he talks about rejoicing. Rejoicing. Now, we all know about rejoicing. Rejoicing is when uh, it's two hours before dinner and your stomach is already growling and you think you're going to die and not make it. And then those two hours go by because you get distracted by something and all of a sudden you look up and realize it's dinner time. What you do right then, friends, can be described in one word, rejoicing. Okay, It's this inner, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Or yes, I have this. I've needed this and it's mine. It's here with me. And I rejoice in it. And what Paul is doing is he's telling us, hey, if you're going to rejoice in something, then in verse 4 he's saying, he's commanding, rejoice in the Lord always. There's never a time where a Christian shouldn't be going, I have Jesus Christ in my life. The creator of the universe sent his son to die for me. And because I've put my faith in him, in Jesus, he has wiped away my sin and has taken me to be in his family. And I have the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity. I know from my Bible that no one can take me away from him and no one can take him away from me. And I just rejoice in that. And when I'm stressed at work, I look to the Lord. And when I'm stressed at home, I look to the Lord. And when I'm stressed and disappointed in relationships, I turn my eyes to the Lord. And when I'm stressed about money, I turn my eyes to the Lord. And when I'm stressed about my sickness, I turn my eyes to the Lord and on and on, you see? And so Paul is saying, hey, you need to train your heart to constantly return to the fact that you have the Lord. And we know he's really emphatic about this because he repeats it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. 
Okay. And then he goes on in verse five, let your reasonableness. I love this out of that reasonableness. That doesn't mean let your perfection be known. No. Uh, let the fact that you always have the answer be known to everyone. No. Uh, let your uh, the amount of Bible reading you do be known. No. How much money do you give to the church? No. It says in verse five, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. I love the sound of that. The Lord is at hand. He's here. He's coming soon, and he's with us. He's at hand. So don't be anxious about anything. See that? The Bible, when you isolate a verse like six and say, do not be anxious about anything, it's a command, you would be like, you're you're trying to ruin my life. Like, if I could just stop being anxious, I would. But that is not what Paul's saying. Our context is telling us that if you, you need to train your heart to rejoice in the Lord, it's an action that you need to take. It's a reminder that you need to make sure you have. And that's why we get into the Bible every day and we get into prayer every day, because these are practices that train us. We commit ourselves to the habits of the Christian life, like prayer and Bible reading, because it commits us again to rejoicing in the Lord and returning our hearts to it and remembering that he's at hand. Not only is he with us in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but he's coming again for those who are waiting for him. And it's only because of that that Paul can then say, not before, but after say, do not be anxious about anything. Okay, Paul, if I'm not anxious about anything, what should I do with all these worries and concerns? And Paul's saying, I'm glad you asked, because in verse 6 he continues, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. All right, so now I could get all off track here preaching about this because I'm excited about it, and one of the things I do here at the church is the prayer ministry, and so I love prayer and I want to talk about it, but we have to be brief here because we want to keep our focus on our verse of the day. But I do, so notice this, rejoice in the Lord, always remind yourself that he's there and that he loves you and he's for you and not against you and nothing can separate you from him. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I'll say rejoice. Remember, he's at hand. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And then because of that, don't be anxious about anything, but retrain that anxious reaction, that panic. Retrain that towards in everything. You just talk to God and you thank him. Okay? So there's the whole practice there. It's, it's rejoicing. It's being reasonable. It's reminding yourself that the Lord is near, and it's turning anxiety and anxious actions. Don't pace, pray. Or if you're going to pace, pray while you're pacing. <laughs> Redirect all that anxiety in prayer to God. Okay? So that's the lifestyle. That's the inner heart. Those are the spiritual practices of a follower of Jesus Christ. And it's along that road. It's those of us who are walking that road that then can come up to verse 7. Do you see why that and was so important? So look again now at verse 7. Look how far we've come. We've talked about rejoicing in the Lord and prayer and reminding ourselves of who God is. And only that leads us up to the door of our verse where he says, and. So in light of the fact that you're rejoicing in the Lord. In light of the fact that the Lord is at hand, in light of the fact that we are returning all of our anxiety into prayer to God, then the peace of God, which surpasses your ability to understand it. Do you see? Did you wonder why he said that at first? Surpasses all understanding. Because what is anxiety all about? It's about the fact that the world is bigger than you and you want to control it and you want to keep yourself safe, but you're smart enough to keep knowing that you can't. <laughs> you know, you could be reasonable, you could do everything you can, and you should. You know, you take reasonable action to take care of yourself and your family, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you're thinking, meteors are out of my 
uh, control, nuclear war is out of my control, uh, economies plummeting is out of my control, disease is out of my control, you see? And so all that anxiety, you're, you know, you're understand, I'm trying, I got to understand it. I got to understand if I understood everything, I'd be okay. No, that's not the life of Christ. Verse seven, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That's, there's no, why does God love me so much? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. He does. How is God going to take care of this? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. He's in control. What's happening tomorrow? I don't know. And it doesn't matter because God knows tomorrow and he'll take care of me. I'm just going to take care of one day at a time. Okay, so the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And he's saying guard there because anxiety and worry will destroy your heart and destroy your mind. And you guys know that. I've never met an American who doesn't know that anxiety and worry can take you apart like you're a little Lego man or something. It'll get in there and dismantle you and ruin your life. And you know that. And so these are very emphatic verses. Peace of God surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And now, how can we see Jesus in these verses? Well, what's cool, and this does, makes it easy, which is okay. No shame in having an easy job. Verse 7 actually has Jesus in it, and you see that. It's actually how the verse ends. So it's not just that a peace, a feeling from God will guard us, our hearts and minds. It's not just that. It's not just some um, faceless emotion of peace, but actually God will guard our hearts and minds, and he's going to do that in the shape of, in the form of, um, in the name of, or in the authority of Jesus Christ. You see that? So how do we see Jesus in these verses? Well, for one thing, this is how Jesus lived his life. And we can especially see this, you know, that we could see this in so many places, but think about when he's on trial. You know, some of my favorite parts from the Gospels. Because you have Pilate and the religious leaders looking at Jesus like, you should be afraid of us. I mean, we're going to kill you. You know, you, we've arrested you. We've shamed you. We're falsely accusing you. Aren't you going to defend yourself? Jesus won't defend himself. He won't argue with them because he's trusting his Father. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus poured out his heart in prayer to his Father. The Bible says he's sweating tears. He's crying tears and sweating blood. And he's crying out to his father through prayer and supplication. Instead of anxiety, he made his prayers known to God. And then when he stood up in the garden of Gethsemane, so he poured it out to God, he stands up. He's like, I've talked to my father. I've given him everything. And now I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to let it happen because God is guarding me. And so he goes forward and his disciples abandon him. Uh, He gets falsely accused. He gets arrested. He gets abused and mocked and crucified. And it's not like he loved it. You know, the Bible's so plain about the fact that Jesus wanted the cup to pass from him and he was having a hard time. So he wasn't a robot, but he didn't turn around. He didn't let it steal his underlying peace in the middle of these situations because he knew about these verses. The peace of God was guarding his heart and his mind. And now that man, Jesus Christ, by his spirit, stands ready to guard your heart and your mind with the same peace. But not in, you're not going to skip the prayer. You're not going to be able to skip the rejoicing in the Lord. We need to walk that road with Jesus, and we're going to find the same peace that he lived in. Okay, And that's why it says he's going to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So like I said, there's many other ways we could probably see Jesus in it, but I think that's one of the most important. All right, well, and one of the hardest things for pastors to do is to just stop talking. But that's what I'm going to do now because uh, that's enough for today. All right. Love and appreciate you guys. Hey, pray for the podcast, would you? If 
you're out there in your prayer time, just pray for our podcast and say, God, please use this. And, um, and I really appreciate you guys being out there. You're in my prayers, and I hope this helps you as it's been helping me. All right, we'll see you next time. Keep those requests and that encouragement coming.